Thanks for listening to the Best of Coast to Coast podcast from iHeartRadio. And if you want to stay current on the cutting edge of science where researchers are constantly thinking outside the box, then you need to head over to coasttocoastam.com and become a Coast Insider. You'll learn about advancements in medicine, technology, and science long before they show up on the evening news. Be ahead of the curve when it comes to our changing world with Coast Insider. Sign up now at coasttocoastam.com. Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. Dr. Scott Kolbaba is an internist in private medical practice in Wheaton, Illinois. Graduated from the University of Illinois College of Medicine, honors and did his residency at the Rush Presbyterian St. Luke's Medical Center in Chicago and at the Mayo Clinic in Rochester, Minnesota. He has been awarded membership in the Alpha Omega Alpha Honor Medical Society. He's been featured in the Chicago Magazine as a top doctor in internal medicine, and he's written the book called Physicians' Untold Stories. And i got to tell you, Scott, amazing stories indeed. Welcome to the program. Thanks, George. Thank you very much. So tell me, tell me a little bit more about yourself, and then how did you get into writing a book with these kinds of stories, especially with your medical background? How did that transition occur? Well, George, I'm I'm an ordinary doc. You know, when people get sick, they call me up. Yeah. And I just see, uh, I'm a primary care doctor. I take care of all kinds of exciting things like sore throats and diarrhea <laughs> and marital disputes and, and some of the big things, too, like heart attacks and strokes. Oh, yeah. Whatever, you know, you never can tell what comes through the front door. And uh, that's the kind of doctor I am. And I love it. I, I've always wanted to be a doctor. And... Um, actually, uh, I'm, I'm, you know, I've, uh, in the past, I've been relatively boring. You know, you wouldn't want to go to a party with me. I wouldn't know what to say. <laughs> but about five years ago, uh, something happened that was just amazing. And it, it forced me pretty much to, to consider writing a book. And I had more and more experiences uh, like that that eventually led, led to this book. And I'll tell you the, the first one that really changed my life, and sure. that was uh, Dr. Dave Mokel is an orthopedic surgeon locally. I was making rounds, uh, minding my own business, just being an ordinary doc on the floor, and all of a sudden he comes running up to me. He says, Scott, Scott, I've got to tell you this amazing story. And I said, okay, tell me the story. And he said, well, I can't tell you here. And he said, why not? He said, someone might hear us. <laughs> so we went into a patient room. He closed the door, and he said, I want to tell you about our mutual patient, Mary. Now, Mary uh, arrested on the, on the operating table when he was doing a surgery on her ankle. Uh, she was given an antibiotic, and evidently that caused her to rest. She had fl- she flatlined, no pulse, no respirations, eyes closed, totally, basically dead. When they call a code in the e- in the operating room, everyone from the rooms around uh, all of a sudden files in, and um, one of the techs that had uh, bright red hair underneath his uh, operating room cap started to do the CPR chest compressions. Well, Dr. Mokel was in charge of the code, so he was checking the pulse to make sure that you know she was indeed getting a pulse, and she wasn't. So he asked, her a couple to- asked him a couple of times to step aside so he could do the CPR, and he didn't step aside. Now, codes are, are life-and-death situations. You don't have to be real polite when you're running a code. So what he did is he moved over and just pushed him aside and started to do the CPR himself, and they stumbled away. And uh, finally, she started to come around. Uh, he was able to do adequate CPR. They gave her some medications, and she then regained her pulse and, and uh, came, came around but didn't wake up until the next day. The interesting thing is uh, everyone, you know, after the cardiologist took care of her and so forth, and about two or three days later she was fine. She was going home, and Dr. Mokel stepped into the room and, and said, you know, Mary, uh, I want to, you know, give you some final instructions for going home. And she said, thank you for saving my life. And Dr. Mokel's a humble guy, and he said, well, you know, it was just a, 
you know, just a team effort. And, and she said, no, no, thank you for saving my life. I saw you push that guy aside and start my CPR. And, and by that point, Dr. Mocha was a little weak in the knees and sat down and said, what, what do you mean? She said, and then she went on to describe all the events that happened in the, in the operating room mm-hmm. that day with the CPR. Uh, Dr. Mokul evidently paged me a number of times. I wasn't in the hospital. He kept looking at the door, waiting for me to come and, and uh, help out with the code, but I, again, I wasn't there. And she said, I saw you look at the door multiple times. And she described in detail all the things that had happened during that code that no one could have even told her. And he, he was trying to figure out in his mind, you know, scientifically how this could, could happen. And then she said, my grandmother, who had died uh, many years before, came to me and told me it wasn't my time to go, that I needed to come back, but if I was a kind and good person, that there would be a place for me in heaven. And um, uh, it's interesting that, that after, after this code, uh, before that she was, you know, I would say, kind of a curmudgeon. Yeah. <laughs> Not the nicest yeah. person in the world. Afterwards, she was phenomenal. She was kind and considerate. She was helpful to her widowed father. Every time I saw her in the office, she was just a wonderfully gentle and, and uh, considerate person. And she lived for about three or four years after that, and then finally died because she had multiple uh, uh, serious medical conditions that had been going on all, all along. And so when Dr. Mokul told me that story, I thought, that is incredible. I wonder if other doctors have stories like that. And sure enough, uh, I began to, to, to listen to other doctors' stories, and, and for some reason they... They kept coming to me, and they'd tell me mm-hmm. these amazing stories, and I finally said, I've got to write these down. But they kept them quiet yes. while they were going on, didn't they, generally? Yes. Uh, Dr. Mokul, I said to Dr. Mokul, did you tell anyone else the story? And he said, no, I just told my family, but I had to tell you because you're the attending, Yeah. and I, I wanted you to know what happened. And, uh, and each of these doctors that told me stories, uh, again, uh, these, these were stories that they don't like to share. These are ordinary doctors. These aren't strange doctors. These are doctors that you go to for, you know, any kind of orthopedic mm-hmm. issue or, or a surgical issue or whatever. And they're afraid to tell these stories because they're so unusual uh, that people would think they're strange and, and stop going to them. At mm-hmm. least that's what they thought. They're afraid of ridicule. and pr- Are they afraid of what some of their colleagues will say about them? I think, uh, I think it's everything. I think they're colleagues, and I think uh, patients, too. I, I, you know, when you have a, a premonition or a dream or something about a patient and, and it comes true, if you told that if that story was widely circulated, they thought that they would be uh, chastised and ridiculed and they would lose, their, lose patients. Uh, actually, that hasn't happened, but that was the, that was the initial supposition. We're going to talk about a number of stories with Dr. Scott Kowalbaba, author of Physicians Untold Stories, which included 26 other physicians coming forward, telling some of the things. And I would guess, Scott, that if you were able to pull the entire planet of doctors, you'd have volumes of stories, don't you think? Yes, yes. And it's interesting, we're getting stories where where people are writing in stories now all the time and and, uh, I'm getting enough stories to write a second book. Uh, And I think, George, that, you know, these are the kinds of stories. I think every family, uh, anywhere, not just doctors, but every family has a story like this, so something that you just can't explain uh, scientifically. And I think these stories validate the experiences of virtually every family. I, I, I suspect that you or your family have a story uh, that you can't explain, that there's a, 
a vision, a, a, a something, someone that has passed that has come back in a certain way uh, to let you know that, that they are still around, that they participate in our lives. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.